Hello again, and welcome to Faith, Family, and Politics. I'm your host, Joshua Cummins. And today we're going to have a really big show today. <laughs> that was a little bit delayed, but that was awesome, Lou. I liked it. <laughs> That's our good friend, Louis Rodriguez. He's the host of Rodriguez Rants. Can't wait to get another episode of that out. We're going to be doing that very soon. I promise. I promise. I promise. I promise. We just, I just got to drag him in here, I think. <laughs> he's very comfy in this new seat, so he's, uh, he's enjoying it. And then across from him, he's everybody's favorite, the host of The Laughing Libertarian, Alan McFarland. Hey, thanks for having me on. And uh, really looking forward to a show with a guest who's not in, in studio. So Yeah, yeah, she's on video chat, and we'll be mentioning her in just a second. Thanks for joining us, though. Um, seriously, uh, we always love having you. You and uh, Lou are, are my cornerstones uh, oh, oh, in, on, on camera. So. Thank and, you. And nothing happens without Sterling over there. And he's a perfect producer. He's the perfect producer. Uh, <laughs> he's <laughs> blushing. <laughs> he's blushing, folks. Um, and then right next to me... Uh, uh, sitting in the uh, green mic chair, young Mr. Cameron Reed. Glad to be back. <laughs> Thanks for joining us, sir. And uh, Cameron, you'll be happy to know that uh, via video chat, uh, as the viewers can see, we have the red dirt preacher herself, Lainey Quinlan. Hello, I just want to say thank you. In front of all you gentlemen, get to know you, and praise the Lord in front of you. We're going to make his name famous today. Did we get that stinger across there before she started talking? Cool. I just want to make sure that <laughs> that it it, it it didn't interrupt the audio uh, of you speaking there. Cool. Um, so thank you for joining us, Lainey. My uh, pleasure. Thanks for having me. Uh, we're we're all trying to get used to not because currently uh, I'll just let let the viewers know because the the audio listeners they don't care they can't see us anyway they just have to imagine everything. But for our our, our, our viewers. What we see on our monitor is just straight up video chat. We don't see all the graphics going across. So we have to kind of go off of hand cues uh, from Sterling over there. So he's doing a great job. I just want to, uh, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm a, um, a worrier. So I'm going to always double check. And, and uh, even though he's doing everything he needs to do, uh, I'm still a pain in the butt. <laughs> I mean, let the perfect and he's shaking his head yes. So <laughs> what's that? I was going to say, let the perfect producer do his work. Do his work. Yeah. He's going to do his work. Um, uh, so, uh, Lainey, I hear you got a, a title for a message today for us. Oh, I sure do. I sure do. Today's message is titled Nale Me Tangere. Which means? And it, is, it is Latin, and it yes. means touch me not. Touch me not. Awesome. Now it sounds familiar, right? Yeah. <laughs> that's, it. that's in the modern English language. Did you get that, Alan? I did. I did. Oh, okay. I thought she sneezed at first. Oh. <laughs> and then, then she spoke English. So we're good. <laughs> uh. A dialect. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so just before we uh, dive into the message, I want to go ahead and uh, lead us in prayer, if you don't mind. Uh, thank you, Lord, for uh, giving a uh, father. Uh, thank you for allowing us this time to, and a chance to uh, have this fellowship and be able to do it from with someone who's out of state, mind you, um, and be able to glorify you, Lord, and be able to uh, uh, share your wisdom with the people out there who are watching and listening, be able to share uh, who you are and what you mean to, to all those who haven't accepted uh, your, your son yet and be able to, to cleanse them of their sins and allow them to be in heaven with all of us because we can't wait to see them there on the other side. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Excellent prayer. Thank you. Excellent prayer. <laughs> it's, all, it's all the glory goes to God. Amen. Yeah. All right. So you can just go ahead and get started. Yes, ma'am. Bring the message. Okay, I'm going to do my best to bring a wonderful message that was brought to me. For those of you who don't know me, um, I run around by the moniker of Red Dirt Preacher. 
Um, I go by Laney at the house and on the porch. Red Dirt is uh, because I'm from Oklahoma, and there's actually a region around Oklahoma that's called Red Dirt. It doesn't have fences. It's just where a type of music is, is played. So when I moved to Georgia, which is where I am now, I took some of that red dirt with me. And I know that all of us come from this, this red dirt. And um, so that's why I have the moniker Red Dirt Preacher. So I am maker and founder of the porch church. It doesn't have a glass ceiling. It's a porch. We all have porches outside of our home. And when I was uh, being trained up in the Lord, the way he works with me, he wanted me to build a church that left religion out. And he wanted to build a church that was of one light, one foundation, not just pick a, a non-denominational church. He wanted a one foundational church, his. And so with that, um, I created the porch. Because on the porch, there's no walls, there's no ceilings, there's no labels. It's just a welcome mat and a light. And that light always called us home when we were kids. So I understand why Jesus Christ used it now to call me and to him and to call many others. And so as a little kid, we're taught to have this little light of mine and let it shine. And as I've gotten older, that light's a porch light. It lets your neighbors know I'm here. And so that's where I'm coming from. Um, and that helps. That helps you know my topography. So getting into the message, Nale Me Tangere. I am literally uh, from the red dirt and Bible back of Oklahoma. I was there my whole life, in and out of churches, and I never heard a message put like this. As I took a Christ-conscious walk for the last nine years, I have taken a Christ-conscious walk towards Jesus. Now, a lot of people disagree or agree, but I just have to say what it is, truth for me. I hear from Christ. We all do. That's another segment. But I follow my convictions and discernment, and I'm in a deep relationship with a wonderful living man. There's no way I could have gotten this message myself being an art college kid from Oklahoma. Um, just because of the layman, the layman type of cowboy-esque way that I was raised, there's no way we spoke Latin around the farm. So the message I bring to you today, and all vulnerability, is a message that I received um, from, from Jesus Christ, a source, a Holy Spirit himself. So we'll let him take the floor and put that passion in me. Yeah, we're, we're right on the, 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 we're on the same level as you in the studio too, because you got three Hoosiers and a New Yorker. So, all right, <laughs> where did right, I right, come right. up with Nolly Maitangere? <laughs> Two years ago, I was sitting in my home on Easter Sunday at midnight with a gift of a spiritual mantle. I had yet to understand spiritual mantle allows us to hear Christ from the inside. And in doing so over many years, you learn to, to speak this love language. And it's an ongoing conversation that should last from the day we pick it up to the day. And it just keeps going. We, we never get out of conversation with God. So in this conversation, Jesus, you have to bear with me. Jesus, in his own way, asked me. He said, what? Go figure out, because he knows that I'm curious. He said, go figure out what the Gaddison flag has to do with me. <laughs> Hold on. Whoa. In Oklahoma, we, we, the Bible, you know, we raise the Gaddison flag a lot. For those of you who don't know that, Gaddison flag, it's the flag that says, don't tread on me. It has a rattlesnake on it, and it's yellow. And, um, Alan's Jesus, familiar. <laughs> Alan's was very that, familiar. Yeah, it's very... Yeah, libertarian Jesus, over there. <laughs> Jesus posed me to go find out what that had to do with him. Boy, I was on a curious track to go figure out what that was. I kept hearing a certain uh, word in my head that I didn't even know what it was. Sound like uh, taint, sound like, I figured it out. It was tangere, tangere. Tangere actually means touch not. 
So when you put it all together and you look it up and you find out the only person in history that ever, ever, ever said, was Jesus Christ, when he said it to Mary Magdalene. He said, touch me not. He did that outside the tomb when he was resurrected, but had yet ascended. And I know that the spiritual comeback of Jesus Christ is on the land. We're having shows like this. We're watching our brothers and sisters all over um, the nation and beyond turn themselves to Jesus and God. You could see God having a comeback. So with that, Jesus was allowing me to understand that the Gaddison has something to do with him because the don't tread on me was originally touch me not. Yeah. So this will be fun. For right now, I'm going to park that, and we're going to go down a little bit of American history. Um, we all know that Gaddison made the flag around 1775 or some of the colonies need to unite. Before him, Benjamin Franklin, as we know, showed us a snake that was chopped up into parts, and it said, join or die. Yeah. Benjamin Franklin was talking about the physical land. He was talking about how we need to become in union. We're stronger together than we are apart. Gaddison took this and put that snake that was in pieces together. The first time that we see that snake, it is called the American Unity Snake, and we see it on the Gaddison flag as a striking snake. The bushel of flowers that used to be on the Gaddison flag was Touch Me Not Flowers. Before Gaddison got a hold of it, Benjamin Franklin said, join or die. Somewhere in here, Alabama state flag in 1861 was a blue flag with the American unity snake on it. Touch me not flowers in the background. And on the bottom, it said, Nale me tangere. This is the state of Alabama. A storm came and blew and tore up this flag, and it was never seen again. Some odd years later, Gaddison came around with his version of the American flag, and he had taken out the touch me not flowers, took out Nale me tangere, and put in don't tread on me. So that's what I understood. There's this string, there's this golden thread to Jesus Christ about what the, um, the Gaddison flag stands for, standing up in oppression and in tyranny. I understand that. Jesus was letting me know that when he said to Mary, touch me not, I understand it personally that he was talking about his, his sacred sovereignty. And that also he is the gap when there's no more physical that Jesus fills that gap. It's now going to be heart to heart. The connection is going to be from within. So don't hang on me. Don't touch me. It's not the physical. It's going to be right here in the heart. So I understand that. But I also understand what Jesus was trying to get me to understand. Because I was like, why would you tell Mary not to hang on you? I would. I, I'd love you. I'd want to touch you. Sovereign. I'm no longer human. I no longer belong to this world at any degree. I belong to my father and only him. And the version you see now has been raised up, has been set apart. I'm alive, so I'm sovereign. Don't touch. And for us as a human humanity and us as Americans, we've taken on this touch me not, don't tread on me. And what we're really talking about is our sacred sovereignty. That is a gift given to us by God. This is why we have soldiers that bleed on the sand to protect it. This same sovereignty is why God, you know, Jesus bled on the cross. These stripes for I am free. The soldiers die on beaches and bleed. My grandfathers have. Why? Because these stripes I am free. So if I have a nation that I live in that is so sacred in its sovereignty, uh, 
Can we not understand that in 1958, we adopted a motto that said, in God we trust. And I know that our nation is broken, divided, separated, and desperate in need of union and medicine. Am I the one to bring that? No. Is God the one to bring that? Yes. Because this nation is his. And so if we're following along here, there's a lot of little segments to this. So I'm just saying as a messenger, as yeah. someone who hears him, I heard what he said. So I felt obligated. Those of you that know when you're convicted in Christ, you feel convicted in Christ until you can't sleep. You get up in the middle of the night and you do what he asked you to do. Yeah. Now, God had asked me to put Nale back on the flag. <laughs> and I did. And um, the reason I wanted to put Nale back on the Gaddison flag is where it belongs is because that word is what he said was so sacred. And it's the only person in history to have ever said those words. They came from our Christ. So I think to him, we are sovereign children. Touch us not. Touch us not with your political divide. Touch me not with your skin color. Touch me not with your religion. Touch me not. For I am transparent. If my skin was transparent, you would see that I am just like you. And the only thing I think at this hour that we do have in common is a thread, a golden thread, a divine spark. And, and that's why I wanted to, to uh, show you um, a different choice, one that God was showing me, one that doesn't have sides. A political divide is red and blue. Uh, you have Facebook, you have YouTube. You have Walmart, you have Target. Everything is red and blue, including the Civil War. Everything is red and blue. As if there's not another choice for us. And if we pick a choice, that I guess that automatically means we have to hate the other side. Now, the God that I love and the God that's been raising me for over nine years consciously taught me that there, you, can't, you don't need to show loyalty and then hate somebody else. And, and that divide is thick in America. So if we can be a lamplight for others, if we can do anything, we can show them that I'm using my free will to choose to love in a new way, not to choose a side, but to see all sides. And that's what hopefully this uh, new flag that, that God wants to pass around does because you're only choosing sovereignty you're only choosing the color yellow that's not red or blue that's a new choice yellow yellow like the sun yellow like the divine spark we are asked to you know cowboys right off to the sunset when they're happy we chase the sun to feel good we get underneath the sunshine so god is providing this ever light for us and i think that's why it's still yellow the sovereign field is yellow and god's asking us to get out of that red and blue divide and into the yellow into him and um, that's why you have to be brave enough to walk through this world and say, touch me not. Touch me not with your division. And sovereignty is sacred to God because that allows us to be workable. For instance, are you having a funny time? <laughs> Let me show you something funny. Noah was a drunk. You can go look that up and figure that out. Noah was a drunk. He asked a drunkard to build a boat in the middle of the desert and then eventually park it on a mountain. And I've said a lot of times <laughs> it's like a holy DUI. The biggest DUI in heaven's history is this guy that parked it's okay, the boat. It's okay to laugh, Cam. It's okay to laugh. It's okay to laugh. She said it was funny. Why, why would no <laughs> one do this? If he asked me and you, we would have to go to Lowe's and Home Depot in 50 counties to get this much wood. Your wives would be at you because you're making a fool of yourself. You're spending all the money. What are you doing? This is a desert. It's beyond reality what yeah. you're doing. You know what Noah was? He wasn't a religion that day. He wasn't a creed. He wasn't anything else but sovereign. Yeah, he was arms and feet. I'm he picking up what you're putting to down too, like that the the <laughs> idea that um, 
we're finding our sovereignty through Christ. Like he's, he's our, he's our, uh, he's our sovereign. Yeah. So we're sovereign in him. It's just, it's just us. It really gives us our, uh, he gives us our, our individual, uh, individuality through him. And then he, and then he, then he guides us where he needs us to go. And then we get to follow. Yeah. Yes. Our identity in Christ. Yeah. 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 So we don't have to worry about, like you said, like we don't have to worry about those identities. We don't have to worry about the the labels that everybody keeps par- trying to 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 parcel right. on us, because the only the only label we need is that a child of God and, and Christ in our heart. Sovereign. Yeah. And when people I, I, people actually ask me because I do have a platform in a church, they ask me, you know, what religion are you? Um, my religion's love, and I'm sovereign. And why is this? Take a red dirt road. I've had a. I think we've all had a past. Um, regardless of what it was, there's always somebody back there in your past you can learn from. And I've been around a lot of people in my life where you're not allowed to love somebody else or you're not allowed to show them favor because that would be disloyal to this group over here. Rather, it's in family lines, community curbs, your grandma, your mindset. That's what God's asking us to come out of. So when you come out of her, come out of these boxes that keep you small, come out of these sides. And I'll tell you another thing that Jesus told me about sides. He spelled it to me C-I-D-E because side is a killer. That's what you look up the word side prefix, you know, side oh, means yeah. to kill. Mm-hmm. You know, pesticide, infanticide, you know, there's all kinds of sides. It kills. And God said to me, don't choose sides. Don't choose sides. It kills and it divides. And the more that continues, the more look at our society. Look at yeah. America. It sounds we like the devil medicine. himself because Lucifer is yes. a lion that come to devour and destroy. That's yes. He killing, is. In fact, he's, that's what that. Jesus was telling me. Everything that ends inside is, is the devil's work of because that's the killing of. So if we're going to stand here as humanity and continue to help the devil side things out, there's going to be nothing but a killing of. And so we're allowed God to show up and say, it also fixes the political divide of, um, what is that? They used to, um, something Brandon. I mean, let's go Brandon. Let's go Brandon. Hey, there's a flag in my front yard that says, let's go Brandon <laughs> on it. say that, like I cringe, I get it, but I cringe because at home this was hanging on the wall. Yeah. And instead of saying, I am, I, you know, let's go Brandon, which again is a, a political divide. Why yeah. can't we as humanity say all one thing together? And Latin is a language that if the Lord was bringing this back up, nobody's speaking this. Nobody's saying, yet I can say it. A person in Papua New Guinea can say it. A Frenchman can say it. An Australian can say it. A Canadian can say it. You can keep going. The whole world to God can say, can, can, say, can, say can you say it, Lou? Can you say, you can say, touch me not though, right? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So There's he's more got that of a part. way to like, you ever heard that saying like cowboy up, you know, obviously I'm from Oklahoma, you know, cowboy up and you know, in God's way, he was asking us to not lay up, not lay up and get sovereign. You shouldn't care about, we hear this all the time, but serving vanity is, is serving what other people think about you. So if we're serving people's opinions, I'm not building a boat in the desert. I'm not grabbing my, my firstborn and a knife and heading to the hill. I'm not going to work on Sunday and tell this man to pick up his mat. Jesus did that. Abraham did that. Noah did that. And what they have in common is all of them were sovereign for their God. They're sovereign for God and nothing else. And they, and, and so that is the reflection of what God was asking me to bring to you and to humanity. Yeah. Let's see ourselves in a way where we're not just calling ourselves the religion that we are. Can't we call ourselves his? Because I'm pretty sure the day he shows up to get us, he's not going to pull a, a file label out and call us by our religious dogma excuse me catholicism excuse me christianity he's gonna call us by name 
And so Jesus made me understand how sacred that is when I stop calling myself by labels and just call myself his. And, and that is that relationship and that connection that is alive that's only between you and him, and it really has nothing else to do with the world. You go home and you discern. And if other people are worried about your discernment, they can trust God. I'm sure God's going to lead you just fine. You know, God knows what he's doing with all of his children. And, and so that was the message of Nale Metangere and how important it was to Jesus and what it had to do with American history, too. We're talking about the American Revolution. We're talking about the Gaddison flag coming up. We're talking about colonies being broken and disjointed. Jesus is talking about his church being disjointed. He's talking about the body being disjointed, and he's asking for that to come together on a flag the way that Gaddison did for our physical nation. God's saying there's not one nation, and then it just stops at the water. Jesus is saying my nation is the entire nation of humanity. I covered the land and more. I'm not just ley lines and and longitudes and latitudes, and it stops here, like America, or like your freedom, it stops at the coast. God said, I'm here now. I tell him I'm coming back, just like Mary did from the exact verse that I'm pulling from, John 20, 17. We are literally looking at when Jesus showed up to Mary and said, don't touch me, but go tell them that I'm coming back. Go tell them that I'm going to your God, my God, our Father, your Father, my Father. What did he just say? We're all God's children how hard is this? How hard is this? God makes it really simple for us to meet him at the I am. I am is God Father's name. It's very simple, I am. And if you say your name with, with, with reverie, if you say your name and you know who you are in God, I am through the I am, you end up saying I am Laney, or your name Joshua, I am Joshua. You put God's name, which is I am, before your own. And that's what makes us family. Instead of having our our last names make us family sex this god's putting his name before ours and that is our surname that is the name that follows everyone i am so if you got all of humanity to stand up and understand what he's saying and say that today i'm sovereign i'm sovereign enough to choose to love not to hate i'm sovereign enough not to judge i show up with indifference if i can say that I'm just simply from God, I am, and you want your neighbor to say it too. I am here, I am sovereign, and I'm human. I'm not just an American, a Canadian, an Australian, I'm humanitarian. There's got to be a point somewhere in 2,000 years of history, we've built all these wonderful things and we've done great things, but one thing we've left undone, unity. Why is that? Because there's all these divisions. Why, when every single soul on this earth wants to be sovereign and free and we want that for our brother and that is the golden thread of of this fabric of humanity this tapestry this remnant that's why jesus is showing up with this remnant he's not making another church he's calling his church into him using the same thing that he said when he began his church touch me not ironically he's got touch me not back on this flag saying i'm coming And you guys know that I'm coming. America knows I'm coming. The world knows I'm coming. Look around you. So I said it then, and I'm saying it now. Stay sovereign. And saying Nale Metangere as as one human for one hour. Can we not show up as humanity for one hour, you know, and show up with a yellow flag that just says, I'm here, I'm human, and we all belong to God. I get it. And, and to me, that's not hard. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, I say that there's a lot of healing that has to happen for that. Um, and then there's also 
the idea of being able to wake people up because, and, and I say this on, on uh, this, it's multi tiered waking people up because there's a lot of people out there that are just so unreasonable. Um, they, they don't want to hear anything about, um, faith or Christ or God in particular, even if that's not what they believe in. That's, I think that that, cause I'm always willing to hear about someone else's faith or whatever, because it, that's, that's how they believe. And I think that even, even if, you know, I don't agree with it, I should still be able to hear them out and I should still be able to, to talk with them and still be a kind person and be able to be in the same room with them and be, it's okay that we're different. It's okay that we exactly. have. Love um, should have taught you that. I think that's yeah. what Jesus is saying. Religion, yeah. all religions should have taught you love by now. There's a sovereign God in every yeah. religion. Pencils down. Show me what religion taught you. Love. Right. And, and just like you said, you can love beyond. And so, I mean, like I have, uh, I have someone I, I work alongside and him and I, um, politically disagree on quite a bit of things, but he's a reasonable person. He's a very reasonable person. So when we talk and we discuss things, even if we disagree, we're still able to say, well, Hey, we don't like corruption. We don't like hate. We don't like evil. We don't, you know, like that should be across the board. I think that should be, that should be along with this message. If you don't mind, that just be a part of this message is like, that should, that should be pretty universal that none of us should like hate. None of us should like, um, destruction, you know, um, you shouldn't have to show hate. Some destruction's okay. Design. There's righteous destruction. There is, there is righteous war that, that is in the Bible. That murder. is, uh, that is of God. Murder. Um, <laughs> there, there's no murder. There is killing, but there is no murder. (coughs) Yeah, that's those are different. Uh, Right, righteous war is in the Bible. Don informed us of us of that last week. Um, But (laughs) the strength, I think, the strength again is just like when the colonies came together. That union, we've been in union for a long, long time, and And hopefully, we can. Humanity (laughs) needs to come into union with herself, yeah, and grow up, if you will, and. that's what this is about, union and unity right. and being able to get to that heart space. There's no politicizing love. There's no, there's no putting religion on it. It just is. It's wild and it's tamed and it's risky and it's truthful and it's love. And sometimes and it I, hurts. I, I, <laughs> right? Sometimes right. It hurts. It's a different choice. Yeah. Because uh, we've talked about that so many times on this show. Uh, and I said show and not program. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Alan, uh, Alan doesn't like it being called program. <laughs> But uh, uh, yeah, we've said that many times on this show where, you know, uh, it, it's, it's, uh, it's okay to, uh, oh gosh, where I forgot my thought, thought process here. Where was I at? <laughs> I'm not sure. You barely had gotten started. <laughs> I really had gotten started. It's about love and pain and yeah and all that good stuff. I, I, had, I had a real good thought process going and my train, now, train went right now, off the tracks just if, trying to appease he, Alan. Yeah, if he would have said program, he would have been able to nail that. But yeah. since he appeased me with show, yeah, derailed the train. See, that's what I get for appeasing someone. I should just not worry about it and just, just do. <laughs> <laughs> Sterling, do you know where I was at per chance where I was going with that? ADHD. Brains. I completely just, I think we had too many ADHD brains in the house and <laughs> way too many. <laughs> I'll take uh, my win. Yeah. I'll take my win. Yeah, That's, go- you know, I'm sorry for the show getting derailed, but I'll take that win. <laughs> Sometimes you just got to take the win. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, completely off my thought process. Do you have you have questions, Lou, uh, about no. our message? Uh, was it pretty straightforward for you? Good. He's, I think he's square. Um, yeah. I, um, Were any of you? Did any of you know that Jesus had a thumbprint on the Gaddison flag like that? No, I did not. 
That's a really big deal, I think. And, and like when you look at that and how much that's been waved oh, around. Oh, Sterling said he did. Uh, you, yeah. you can't see him, but he, he was right. a little like. I think a lot of people don't know. <laughs> Our perfect producer raised his uh, hand. He's got he's to come out here. Go ahead. Go ahead. He said it goes back to uh, bruise your heel, bruise your heel, bruise your head thing. Um, I think is that you're talking about like going back to uh, uh, Genesis or yeah, okay yeah, uh, the uh, with Adam and uh, bruise your heel, bruise your bruise your head, uh, the beginning of humanity, yeah. So yeah, I guess that would be a, a touch me not as well. There's another connection. But the Bible is hyperlinked. It's hyperlinked. I know that. I know you're not my um, heart, and all I could do is do my best to speak with my mouth from yeah. my heart. But I couldn't emphasize. I know it's new, and and what you know. Yeah. I get a lot of questions about what are you doing, but when people sit down for five minutes, it's really like I said again. I stand next to this 100, percent but it's not me that created it. It is Christ, and what he's yeah. what he's really wanting is the calling and the calling. <laughs> of his church to come back to him and he wants to heal and unite humanity. And I, when he told me that, I was like, <laughs> you know, um, we're a hard set of, uh, we're, we're hard children. We kill truth and love every time it shows up. Every time that there's medicine, we, we end up Lincoln, Lennon and Luther. We put it down. And um, so I just, to me, there's such an echo from where he first started saying, touch me not, but go tell them I'm going to my father. We too, as humanity, what word choice you would like to use, we are ascending. Spiritually, our IQ is getting better. Emotional IQs are getting better. Why is this? Because God's Holy Spirit is on the land, sovereignly, in people's living rooms, kitchens, hallways, basements, and, and including studios. Yeah. Side, you know, in the corner of garages. And what is he doing? He's speaking a love language to all of us. He's parenting all of us. He's raising all of us. He's raising us. So as we get raised in him, there's going to come a day where um, I think that um, we need to show God something here. To me, yeah. we need to show him something. God has done an, an amazing job of showing us he loves us. He's, he's put a lot here. Have you read the Bible? You know, not to mention the, the personal memories that Jesus has given each and every one of you. And if he hasn't given you personal memories yet, he will. What yeah. has humanity given Jesus? And if we can do one heartache. thing. Heartache. Like given him heartache. <laughs> if we could do one thing before I expire, I would like to try to get humanity to reflect the same light that the sun does. Yes, the one in the sky, S-U-N. And, and because that radiant light reminds me of my God. And if he can shine that bright every day, can't we do it for one? What if, just for comedy's sake, you're God and you look down here one day and we've all got this yellow on. Wow, that's a lot of yellow. They would have had to have come to union with each other to get that much. That looks like another sun. It's actually the earth. We're just hanging out a lot of yellow remnant out of our porches. We turned our porch lights on. So it would be really great to let God know that we get it. I understand what you, wow, all that teaching you did, can we just do this for one hour? Can we not reflect what you've been to us for 2,000 years? Even the birds have figured out how to make the big blue sky big enough for them. The chicken's not yelling at the eagle because it doesn't fly, and the eagle's not laying, you know, chickens don't even need a nest. Tell them I'm not a bird. Tell me I'm not a human. Tell me I'm not a preacher. Tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me. 
that's where we, just, the sky's big enough for all of us. This nation's big enough for all of us. And when you realize that we're all God's children, leave it at that, we're all God's children. Even the birds know this. And the sky's big enough for them. So if, if, if the animal kingdom can te- blaringly teach us that obviously it's big enough for everybody, we're the last ones to get this, yet we're the smartest ones here? Oh, come on. Yeah. But we, we worry about too much. We, we allow ourselves to worry about tomorrow when God's already figured it out. Amen. Right. Amen. <laughs> so I just think we owe him a solid, you know, we owe him a solid. And um, so I, did, I don't speak for everybody, but sovereign's where you'll find me. It's just yeah. a growing path. It's not that I don't need I don't need religion or things like that. It's like baby food, and you take it with you when you go. You take the memories with you when you go. You, you took what your everybody you know your grandma said something to you. You take your lessons with you when you grow, and so it's not like I'm downing religion. I just grew out of it and I took it with me when I when I go. Yeah. And where I am is sovereign, because if God asked me to build a church out of the air, it's called the porch. I did. If God asked me to fly this flag, then I will. If God asked me to go build a boat in the middle of the desert, then I will. So it's really important for God's church to re- recognize how important it is to him that we are that we are sovereign people like him. Yeah, just, just like, like, like what you Very said, powerful. God guided Abraham, uh, God guided Noah, God guided uh, Joshua and Caleb. I mean, and can you imagine if people were getting in their way? You would literally have to say, Nolan may tangere. Oh yeah. I mean, get out of my way. Uh, think I'm, about, uh, Joshua. He had to, he had to go him and Caleb both. They were, they were master spies. They had to go into, uh, uh, gosh, darn it, uh, Jericho. And they had to, they had to do some spying. They had to, they had to figure out what was going on in that city and, and be able to get through. And, and they probably had to say, touch me not quite a few times, uh, to, to get through and, and be able to, to listen in to what's happening in that town and that, and that city rather. Uh, and, that I think that's all due to God that, that him giving them their sovereignty and allowing them to be his hands and feet. It's sacred. Yeah. I just want to see you go to Lowe's and buy your wood and cubits. (laughs) (laughs) There'll be that one guy, that one guy that just, he's like Don that knows. I know that I know the conversion for that. No problem. (laughs) Let me just ring that up. I kind of had to do that. Like, it's funny. The only, uh, the only requirement I'm getting from Lowe's on God's behalf is a flagpole. So, and you know, some, some of us had to build boats. Some of us had to go wave a flag and, um, you know, a calling is a calling. So I'm just glad I got to share it with you, you guys. And I got to share with you his message and why it's important, what sovereignty has to do with us, why it's centered in our center. And it's a calling kind of back home to him. Yeah. And we, we appreciate it. Cause, uh, I mean, it's nice to have, it's, it's nice to have a guest, uh, every now and then uh, that's, that's out of town. It gives us a little bit different perspectives because a lot, a lot of times we have people from, from in town that we have uh, fairly close perspectives that come in here and, and very so, similar culture. Yeah. yeah. So um, to be able to, to hear that and on a, on an open uh, platform. Okay. Yeah. I'm pretty sure we're into the family portion now. We are definitely into the family portion. How to tie that to family. Yeah, that was uh mm. Well, I guess we could just we could talk about Alan real quick. Is recently talk about me recently saved. So now you're, you're in the sovereign group. I'm, I'm, you are now <laughs> in the sovereign I'm group. I'm back in the story for family again. Yeah, yeah. Claim it. Hey, whatever. Okay, <laughs> we'll we'll roll with it. <laughs> Might as well. You're in the family now. I mean, oh, I mean, even man. Cam. We could even drop with Cam too. Yeah. Cameron was saved a long time ago, but then. I made my rededication prayer this past year because one 
single uh, notion of conviction brought me out of a five-year period of sin and, and bad choices and being angry at God and angry at uh, members of my family and just tearing away from every everything I, I thought I needed to basically, I guess, in, in terms of disrespect so that I could be my own person. And uh, eventually God tore the veil over my eyes and I I was convicted to come back to Christ. Amen. I love that. I love it. I love it when he makes other people fall in love with him, even <laughs> when you didn't think he wanted to. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's the commitment level. You're like, I don't really want to commit it, but I sure want Jesus. You know, He knows better than he, I. He makes you go after the whole commitment. Alan. And, and with me, it's the simple fact that, you know, I, I'm super logical on a lot of things. And so um, believing in God wasn't a problem, but uh, following Jesus Christ was an issue for me. I had no oh, problem. I I had no yeah. problem believing in God, and I had no problem believing that Jesus Christ existed and walked the earth and was a, a rather important human being. Um, you know, that was really, the, the putting those two together was very hard for me. Um, don't make it easy out there. Uh, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> don't make it easy. It, it was, it, there was no problem whatsoever believing in God. But, you know, it was just this strange um, uh, issue in, in one of those things that, you know, uh, when when my appendix went and in, in, in several instances over my lifetime where there's always been that little voice and I've just chalked it up to me being, you know, very logical, very logical in my decision making. Okay. This happened, that happened. It's obviously because I'm just a very logical person and I'm gonna make good decisions. Um, but, but there are, ego. there are a couple of times where I've had to be like, you know, I, I wouldn't have thought that. And where did that come from? And this particular time when I, when something just told me, Hey, you need to go, and I'd been fighting it for two days. And, and then I walk in and they go, oh, by the way, you had less than two hours to live. And I'm like, whatever, man. I, you know, I drove myself yeah. here. You made me stand in line in the ER. Um, I couldn't have been that close to death. But they're like, no, you, you, you really were. You really were. Yeah. And uh, something told me that morning <laughs> yeah. at 10 o'clock in the morning to go. Why at 10 o'clock in the morning? Why when I felt better? I felt better. Why? If, um if I may, do you mind if I have a moment there? I, you, you made my mind jog. And um, when you say something, something told me um, that something, if, if I may, I've learned over the years, just for me, I don't put it on anybody else, but that inside guttural, that gut, say, please, I listen to your guts. It's not coming from up here. Cause like you said, it doesn't make sense. Right. Or why would I go back and check that? I was just there. Or why would I, right. It doesn't, it's not logical. This here is, um, when we say the guts, I've learned that, it, that consciously, this is you, conscious, you're conscious, I know what that is, that something is father, this is like a parent, it's like literally your parent, if you notice, it's like go to the doctor, call your grandma back, take a left, don't go down, don't go down that road, or you, sh you know what, turn around, turn around, turn around, turn around, why, I'm almost there, if I could just, this right here, which, which I think, the church doesn't do a too good of a job telling you how important that this is and what it is. And then I believe that that is our God. That is our conscience. You know, like Dory, you ever watched uh, Nemo? <clears throat> I'm your conscience. You, of course, because God's living right here. He is that conscious, giving us consciousness 
So when we're, we're walking through life with these cliff notes, with this flashlight that is him guarding, protecting, and the more obedient you become to that, you're going to end up living your life like you literally have cliff notes. Like, how did this guy know? And Because now you're moving, right? Your moves are a lot swifter with the Lord, and your, your angels know what they're doing. So, I mean, keep listening to that something, because that something is your father. It's your parent. Been there your whole life. Nobody labeled it that well. Some like to call it intuition. comes from inside the house. And the more that you grow that, the more that you obey that, the more glorious the connection that you have. That you're just It's a feeder line. It's never empty. And that's the Jesus I found, too, was the one that's it's exciting and curious. It's never empty. And he's always talking. And it, before I was really in love with the Lord, it used to just be, uh, you know, don't go down that road or call Grandma back. There were directions and kind of instructional. Now that our relationship has taken a different, you know, we, we walk deeper down a path. This here talks all the time. And that's that living conversation I spoke about earlier that we're never going to be out of. You're going to be in a living conversation with the inside of you for the rest of your life. And that's, that's a phone call between you and God. That's a golden thread. Um, I believe in the Bible they have a name for that. And um, that golden cord to him. So if nobody told you that, I hope that makes it easier. You know, it, it, we came with a home phone and um, that telepathic communication between you and God happening all the time. You really just don't need an outside man. There you go. Touch me not. You know, I've got the inside house and God knows how to talk to me in yodels and layman terms and like a cowboy. You know, God knows how to talk to us and how to use vernacular to, to raise us and gain us. So. I'm happy for you. Thank you. I appreciate that. And, you know, and I had talked to my, my good friend who had visited me and he's, you know, just like everybody else, uh, put the Jesus pressure on me for years. And, uh, he just, you know, he sat there, he came in and visited me one time and, and I was in so much pain and, and he just kind of, you know, said a prayer over me and things. And that was great. And then he came back a few days later and I said, look, man, I'm not the kind of guy. Um, I, I, you know, I don't judge, I don't want to judge people for this. I mean, I do judge people, but I don't want to judge people for this. And I'm not going to say that someone should wait to their, the 11th hour on their deathbed and then right. turn to Jesus. And I, I understand they can still be saved and they'll still get to, you know, all that good stuff. But I, I don't feel that that's a good way to go. And I just happened to look at him. And I said, man, I know I'm in the clear now. Like I know I'm in the clear and I'm not going to die. And I think this is the time that I want to have this conversation. You know, be, because I, you know, because I, I wouldn't have been yeah. here had that voice not told me. And, uh, you know, and now that I'm not almost dead, yeah. like two or three days in, they finally came through and said, Hey, by the way, you're not going to die. Um, you know, then now, now I want to have that conversation because I want to build that bond. And then, oh, good. and I want to, I want to cultivate that. I, I don't want to, you know, throw a Hail Mary at the very end. That's not, that's, right. that's, that's tacky to me. I'm sorry. guys. <laughs> I, was, I, was gonna say. I mean, that's right? Catholic. So. <laughs> so uh yeah it's so, so good that you're in it for the relationship and a lot of people when they first get in it they use got kind of like a relationship like i'm just going to be with god so i can get better zip code better phone number a better car <laughs> you know relationship they get you know they get together with god like god's gonna fix all my problems he's gonna make things so much better i'm gonna use god to buy a noun uh, you know, and, and that's the wrong, we, it's okay. God will say, you know, come on, come as you are. I'll take, even though you're loving me foul, cause I'll change you on the route. And somewhere in there, we turn that selfish love like a pond. It turns over and we start being in a relationship with him because we want that like a real marriage, like a real good relationship. I want to be in it cause it's fulfilling to me. And this is, I eat from this every day. So it's so great to see you. 
um, you know, walking this path, giving your life to him and not in it to buy a noun. You're actually in it because you're like, wait, I like this guy a lot. I'm I'm loving him and this is this is working. Well, I mean, if you so, you know, I obviously my show, I do um, not only political commentary, I do music and things like that. And so, I mean, with Jelly Roll's new song where he actually says, you know, I only talk to God when I need a favor and I only, you know, pray when I don't have a prayer. Right. And it's yeah. just like that song is huge. I, I just, I listened to that song several times weeks ago. Right. And then this happens. And then I'm like, you know, I, I was like, God, it's true. I mean, it's true. Like when have I ever actually looked up to God when I need something, when I absolutely cannot manifest it myself and, and why am I deserving of those things? If I am not giving back, if I'm not giving the faith, if I'm not giving, yeah. um, right. if I'm, if I'm not willing to sacrifice or give faith, then why am I, um, why am I worthy of anything that I'm asking for? If you were in a relationship with me that way, just to see what you could get, it wouldn't happen. And that's why when we get with Jesus, just to see what we can get out of this, we take that human until he breaks that human relationship idea. Like you said, only need him. That's a really crappy way to treat somebody. Only, only calling them when you need money or only calling them when you have a problem. That's really, you know, as humans, we tend not to keep relationships like that. And, and how, how blindsided we would be to, to offer God a relationship just like that. So to be conscious Christians and, and get away and to come away from that and more and deeper into the marriage. Uh, I, I wanted agree to also you. say, uh, it might've also been, maybe you didn't think about it right away, but I don't know if this was also a thought. Um, you don't want to wait for the next potential medical nightmare to put you back in that thing to be like, Oh no, now I want to make the prayer. So. Uh, you know, maybe, maybe that was it. Maybe that, I don't know. But no, it's just, I, I was so taken aback by just the simple fact that like when I was at my worst possible mm-hmm. spot with it, I was still like, damn, fine. I'll be, yeah. I'll be fine tomorrow. And then the next day I got up and I felt better. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, all right, see, I knew I'd be better. I knew I'd be better. I'm a beast. I'll be yeah, all right. Of course. And then the third day I woke up and I was like, I'm not substantially better, but I'm, I'm getting there. I'm on the yeah. mend. And then some voice was like, no, you're not. No, you're not. You need to go. And while I felt, I still, I mean, I hurt, but I still felt fine. I felt better than I did two days ago, yeah. two days prior. Uh, I, I went and just, just to have, just to drive yourself somewhere and feel fine, stand in line, go through the whole waiting procedure. Cause obviously there's more people, there yeah. are people that they can physically see are in worse shape than myself. Cause we're looking, they're looking at us physically, right? Yeah. Someone's bleeding from their head. They're like, all right, you have a tummy ache. This guy's bleeding from his face. Go take a seat. Good yeah. luck. Right. And then for that to go through and they, they run blood work and they run a scan and they come back and go, by the way, you need two hours, but your body doesn't have two hours. And it was just, it, I couldn't even process that information. Wow. I, didn't, I didn't break down or anything. I just kind of looked at him like, well, I'm here. So I've done my part. Yeah. Like I've done my part. You're going to bill me for it. So just handle your business. Don't tell me how much time I have left. Yep. Just cut it open, get it moving. And then wow. when I came out and they're like, by the way, you're septic and you're not out of the woods. And I was like, I'm here. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Do, do your job. Like, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. Uh, I don't, I don't try. That's like, I just, wow. I didn't know she did that. She basically just came to you and said, look, you have less time than a Disney movie. Right. Right. That's and, horrible. And that's why There's I had no to, princesses I, I had to show that respect and I had to be like, no you know, I'm so distressed in that one. And at no point, I mean, honestly, at no point during that, those times when mm-hmm. I was told two hours or you're septic and you still may die in the next two days, at no point did I ever look up to God and say, Hey, 
help me. I didn't, you know, and, and honestly, I was, I was putting my faith in doctors at that point and saying, Hey, I'm here. These guys are trained. And then after I was on the men and they said I was fine. That's when I said, okay, the healing's, the healing's not complete, but I'm, I'm going to survive. Now let's talk about, let's talk about you. Your uh, other survival. Let's talk about you giving me that insight. Let's talk about you reaching out to me when I was ignorant and, and getting me where I needed to be so I could, I could continue my life with my daughter and I can continue, you know, touching people, touching people, touching people's lives and helping them out. And, you know, and, uh, yeah, I just, I was so appreciative at that point. I really wanted to make a change. So anyway, I don't like the whole family portion being about me guys. Like I love the, no, I, I took my it's chapter. Fine. Fine. I took my chapter. I love center stage, <laughs> but, uh, we know. Okay, you want me to move over, scoot your chair over? No, no, it's okay. okay. I'm just a little, I'm a little butt hurt that I'm not hosting, but that's okay. Sorry. Um, <laughs> Lou, you got anything? Mm, well, I could go back to when I was growing up, the things I went through in life. I went through a hard time. I um, had problems with families. My father, my stepfather, beating up on my mother and stuff like that that I've been going through and hard things that I've been going through in life. We've been thrown out in the streets with furniture and all when we couldn't pay the rent. My friends all laughing at me and making funds and I hated God then. I didn't believe in God. I believed in um, hate hurting people, and that's what I did. I joined gangs. I hurt people. I I don't know if I killed anybody. I probably did because I shot at gang members, and we, they shot at us, and, and um, I did a lot of bad things in my life. Then I came to Indianapolis. I've been here for a while. I met Josh, and I told him, that I'll never go to heaven because God would never love me. Right. I would never go to heaven. He goes, that's not true. You will that's go right. to heaven. God will love you. All you have to do is believe in God. And we started praying. And all of a sudden, this, I don't know, it's like a lightning or a, a chill that came through me. When we was praying and talking, and I felt so relieved. And his hand upon you. Yeah. Holy Spirit. I felt so relieved and peaceful. And Josh felt the same thing at the time. And we started praying and hugging. And, and that's when I decided to go with. God, you know, and love God and believe in God. That's great, Louis. I think we're getting into the political portion now. Yeah. Okay. So our first article, the first article, comes from Hot Air. Uh, you're ready to have your bank account closed over unapproved speech. Uh, the British bank Coates and Co is currently embroiled in what the Wall Street Journal describes as the biggest financial scandal you've barely heard about. The CEO of the bank as well as the CEO of its parent company were both forced to resign. This all came about as the bank closed the accounts of Nigel 
Farage, the conservative party leader who was one of the chief forces behind the Brexit movement. Uh, I don't know how to say it. Farage, I guess. We'll just go with Farage. And since his accounts had been closed because of political reasons, the bank initially denies this, saying his account balances had fallen below the minimum requirements. But he later obtained documents showing his accounts were closed because the bank felt they might face significant reputational risks if they continued doing business with him. And as the WSJ points out, if it happens in the UK, it can happen in America too. wonder what the uh, issue was. Prime Minister Rishi Sunak is considering new regulations that would prevent banks from shutting out customers for their political views. So basically, he said something that they didn't like, and the bank said, goodbye. Yeah, they don't want to risk losing, you know, other a, people, a large amount of yep. business. Mm-hmm. And that's crazy. I mean, I understand, you know, like we say, vote with your dollar and things like that. But mm-hmm. I never thought about people doing that on a banking level, you yeah. know, saying, you know what, if you support those people. Now, I can see like if the banks like we're going to make these decisions to do this with your money, because honestly, they're taking our money and investing it so they can make money. Right. If, if they were going to use that money to invest in something that obviously we wouldn't want our money invested in, then sure. But to go, hey, you house and invest the money of these people, then I don't, then then you got to do something. You got to get rid of their money. Get rid of their accounts where I'm taking my money. You got to have a drink here, Fabuloso. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, they're already doing it on social media and stuff like that already. Is that fabuloso in your cup too? It is not, sir. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's the American coffee bean. <laughs> um, if the government can apply that sort of pres- pressure through the tech giants of social media, why can't they do it through the banks? It's all about control, in my opinion. I mean, it's always been about control, right? But the more that they can control, the more that they can pressure people, push people where they want them to go. Mm-hmm. People just got to... The fastest way to control somebody is to get into their pocketbook, control their money, you control them. Right. Generally. Because they're willing to dance like monkeys or hide underneath, uh, you know, mountains if you tell them to do whatever you need to do when it comes to holding their money. That's a lot of people's stability, livelihood. You mess with somebody's livelihood, you've almost made them mad. Yes. Look at a mother bear. So to do that, to go into that depth, I mean, investing in different, mm -mm, I don't think so. That doesn't sit right with me. That doesn't sit right with me. That's that's controlled monopoly. That that's so bad. <laughs> that's poison all over, you know. And um, what another way to lash the tongue of people who want to free think, to free stand, to free speech. Uh, what another lashing it is. And if we can't get you here, here, and here, if we can't ruin your reputation, if we can't sacrificial lamb you, if we can't scapegoat you. Now we'll just squawk your pocketbook. Eventually, you're supposed to to um, probably uh, subjugate. Yeah, that's why that's they. The that's why they were trying to put in the banks crypto, crypto right now. Crypto. Yeah. Yeah. If they do that, you ain't gonna use your dollar bill anymore. You're gonna be using crypto. You're gonna be ordered to have a certain amount of money, and they're gonna control what you could spend and not spend. That's how they're gonna control you. Yeah, I mean, look at the fact that we can't, you know, it doesn't matter how much money you have stuffed in ball jars in the backyard, <laughs> right? Nobody nope. takes that money anymore. No. Uh, you know, they, and that's what I didn't understand about us using our cards the way we do. And uh, for the simple fact that, I mean, your money, all of our money, the only people making money off our money is are the banks and the card processing companies, right? We went from being able to hand money 
from our pa- from our pocket to somebody else mm-hmm. and then purchase a good and that that was a hundred percent profit for the company minus whatever the good cost obviously yeah. but we got a product and now we have somebody taking three and four percent off the top and these businesses instead of saying hey we'll take your cash are now saying we don't want your cash we want these credit cards but they're losing three to four percent right off the top they're they're feeding into a system that is hurting the end user the people who are getting it but also hurting themselves yeah. they're bleeding and and they're accepting it and it's crazy to me well, they're probably all owned by the same people anyway, right? It's, they're, it's, they're just feeding themselves. Yeah, I mean, it comes back around. Yeah. Right. So. I think if they're spending our money and using our money for other things, they should be paying us. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I say. A little, little paycheck at the end of the month. Yeah. Twelve. I mean, cents. back in the old days, they used to give you a little percentage of using your money. Yeah. Then they stopped all that. Right. Now they that's, don't give you nothing. That's why a lot of online banks have become so prevalent. Uh, it's because, I mean, so for instance, um, Chase pays you around um, like two one hundredths of a percent or something of whatever's in your savings account, two tenths, two one hundred. I think it's two one hundredths. But if you go to a lot of online banks, you can get over, over you know, two, three, four percent because, I mean, they're not maintaining, um, you know, physical locations. They're not maintaining mm. a large staff, things like that. And, and they became very prevalent because, you know, first of all, they don't have the negative press. Uh, secondly, yeah, if you're going to pay me a bunch of my money back that you're investing and you're turning around and you're handing me back, why not? Um, sorry, did you have something to say? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> but, but yeah, that's, that they became very prevalent and, uh, you know, people are going, ah, oh, you know what, Chase, you can have my checking account. That's fine. Yeah. It's convenient. But this bank over here that doesn't have a location for me to go to, you can take all of my savings. Mm-hmm. And as you make me my money, I will move my money from you via Zelle over to Chase, and we'll put that in my checking account. And Chase, good luck making money on my money. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, I'll collect when I want it. Yeah. So, sorry. You know, I like I love economics. You sure do. You sure do. It it shows <laughs> just a little bit. So that uh, article was from Hot Air. Second one's going to be from. Wow, I didn't know you called me Hot Air. I yeah, didn't write Hot it. It's <laughs> a lot of hot air coming out of you. Way too much. Wow, so bad. So okay. temperatures like now. I know. I felt nice the to your side of the room, guys. Somebody okay, blow up that balloon. <laughs> so our second one comes from Digital Trends. Uh, why is Digital Twitter? Digital Trends? Trend. Okay. TR okay. is very close. <laughs> I heard the same things. D I G. Wow. <clears throat> why is Twitter called X now? Here's everything you need to know. Twitter is now called X and it's causing some commotion. Since launching 17 years ago, nearly to the date of the time of writing, Twitter has been adorned with a blue bird. Now it's a rather cryptic X brought on by the new owner of the social media platform, Elon Musk, your favorite guy. No, his favorite guy. (laughs) (laughs) Even though elements of the old Twitter remain, the iOS and the Android apps have switched over to the new name, including the transition from tweets to posts. Okay. How did we get here? We rounded up to the order of events and took place leading to Twitter's massive rebrand to X, as well as how that relates to Elon Musk's entrepreneurial history and legal troubles that would stem from the new name. On July 22nd, yes, uh, 2023, Twitter suddenly rebranded to X. According to Elon Musk, the now owner of Twitter slash X, the name change was meant to align with it being the everything app, and that's in quotes, Musk says. This is not simply a company renaming itself, but doing the same thing. Yeah, they're planning on doing what? a ton. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. 
was that last piece again? We're doing the same thing, but did you, what was yeah, that was very confusing. This is not simply a company renaming itself, but doing the same thing. Okay. That's strange. Well, isn't Elon Musk the same one that named his son something that I can't pronounce because it's scientific? Didn't yep. he use symbols? Yep. Yes, you that's know, him. It's so. just a creative naming guy, maybe. You know, yes, we'll, we'll, totally. go, we'll go with it. So one X, character. So X, So the fabulous. <laughs> go ahead, Alan. Oh, okay. Hi. Yeah, go ahead. So the <laughs> the idea is that X is essentially going to run everyone else out of business in every single platform right. that it does. Like it's going to challenge YouTube. It's going to challenge you know, basically every single digital interface, interface that we use. Um, and so, I mean, hey, you know, maybe maybe he cranks something out. I can tell you one thing, though, and Elon, I know you're not listening, but that's okay. Maybe um, he is. I don't know. Maybe he's trying to figure out the next funky name he's going to name his next kid. But um, I'm still getting the tweets a day late. <laughs> I'm just getting a lot more of them now. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm getting tweets from everything, or not, sorry, posts, from everything, Post. but I'm still receiving them a day late, and I don't understand what's up with that. So I was like, oh, 17 elderly people got it and got injured on the highway, right, just on the north side of Indianapolis. And I'm like, oh, that was 1024 in the morning yesterday. <laughs> All right. Well. That's helpful. Some of those hospital beds might be open now. <laughs> what does this look like? According to Twitter CEO Linda, <clears throat> X is the future state of unlimited interactivity, centering in audio, video, messaging. You're welcome, Cam. Payments slash banking, creating a global marketplace for ideas, goods, services, and opportunities. That's a big promise, but it doesn't look like much has changed about the social media platform yet. For now, both x.com and twitter.com lead to the same place. The website formerly known as Twitter, it now shows an X logo instead of the Twitter bird, and the mobile apps for Twitter show the same new logo as well. Although the rebrand may not seem like a big deal, it was brought on... It has brought on a string of controversies. Yeah, like the X from afar. The giant X logo. Like the X from afar looks like a missed call on my phone. <laughs> That's it. That's the biggest controversy on my phone. Uh, people apparently don't like it, that, it being an on X. Me. That was lost on me. So is the question, do Xs ever change? Is Oof. Twitter changing or... You know, nobody likes that punny, that punniness out there. Mm -hmm. I got you. I got you. Alan's wrong. So thanks for the dad joke. (laughs) He's a father. It's okay. I'll I'll laugh. It's cool. It's fine. It's whatever. Keep going. Uh, According to Musk, around half of Twitter's uh, advertisers, apparently due to the change, have pulled out of the platform. Uh, There's still a heavy debt load on the company, around 13 billion, according to some reports. Why would they pull out because they changed it to X? Doesn't say. Branding yep. branding issues, probably. Yeah. Uh, the press reason. Trying oh. to get away from Twitter. Yeah. Have his own. So. Well, then nobody likes Elon. Apparently, the company itself doesn't like Elon Musk because it says that they think he's his hubris. They don't like his hubris at all. Runs deeper than. Oh, poor guy. <clears throat> I don't know. He or not. He's, he he's a billionaire. So. He just posted like yeah. two days ago, should I buy a basketball team? Do it. And they posted an AI image of him in a jersey, like dribbling, looking up the court. I'm like, come on, man. <laughs> well, he's got more money than he knows what to do with. So, yeah. So, thoughts on that, I guess. Anything, Cam? Do you even care? It's coming. Not, X not now. Really. Wasn't X supposed to be like an infinity thing as well? The yeah. most important thing about X, it's going to give it to you. That's what I've learned. You know, regardless if it's DMX <laughs> or if it's this new Twitter X, it X going to give it to you. That's the important thing to learn here. X is the spot. 
That's where you go and find your goal. I appreciate appreciate all the hip hop. Got a good point. Maybe X is just a punchline, literally. Mm -hmm. He's trying to make a mark. (laughs) Of course he is. Of course he is. He's got his hand in so many things right now. Well, the man is rich. I bet that's going to be like a really flowering platform and really try to take over all these singlet things that are, you know, like you said, YouTube and all these other. There's so many. They'll probably do a great job of consoling dating that into like a social media mall, if you will. Yeah, that <laughs> probably. He said that was his goal. His goal yeah. was to basically not really go after <laughs> Facebook and things like that, but to literally just dominate the landscape and and try to take it all from YouTube and things like that to give you one location to come to come get it all. Because X because X, X gonna give it to you. Oh, <laughs> Apparently, it'd be a lot of people use X. Of how many times you can say that on the video? No, no. Okay. The, um, DMX wait, is wait, dead wait. now. Oh, okay, yeah. That's just not going to sound right in certain circles. Well, <laughs> Are you on X? Oh, I'm on X all the time. Are you? Yeah, I mean, my whole family's on X. Oh. It was now, bad enough now it to sounds like a drug. Oh, I love now it. we're that's doing something new. I have to let the dictionary know. That's not, not new. That's an X. That's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. Another dread left right. corner. So that well, was from Sterling's done with that one. That was from Digital <laughs> Trends. <laughs> Moving on. That's right. not good at all. Uh, this one is from Breitbart. Why'd you say with a question mark? Well, they're like still figuring there's it four, out. There's four different. <laughs> this is where it's from. So I'm, it's from Breitbart. So it's it's going to be <laughs> Pollock Trump um, could win from jail, take the oath, pardon himself, and leave. That'd be Ooh. interesting to watch. Um, Breitbart's news senior editor at large, Joel B. Pollock, said Wednesday that Donald Trump could be elected president from jail, take the oath, and pardon himself and leave. Thank you for recording the title. <clears throat> Slater asked Pollock whether he thought the fever dream of the left, quotes, which hopes to see Trump detained before his trial, could come true. We could just break down that sentence alone. Pollock citing journalist Julie Kelly that it could, like other January 6th defendants, <laughs> But he added that it might not prevent Trump from winning the 2024 election. Uh, this is a big quote. There's a distinct possibility that you could see a scene where Trump is in jail or in prison, wins the election, Chief Justice could go to the prison, administer the oath of the office, and then Trump pardons himself and leaves. That's America for you. <laughs> That's America, yeah. I mean, anything can happen in the land of opportunity. I just wonder how they're going to set up the soundstage at the prison. Oh, I want to watch that. They'll use the guy next to him. Oh, there you go. <laughs> He's going to have his own little private room. <laughs> you imagine setting up all the lighting and the it, it, just. I mean, just there's, there's acoustics. There. It's going to be a there's lot a, of chords that it's people are going to trip hall. on. No, no yeah. so they'll have everybody locked up, just him. They're like, get a bunch of soft things in here to absorb all the the, the acoustical issues. Could you imagine if it was like Caesar though? <laughs> like they have him out in the middle, and then all the people come out and just start shanking him. Yeah. I mean, it's prison, right? No? Oh, yeah. Moving on. So Pollock, also known that Smith, had claimed in his press statement that Trump alleged lies that the election led to the January 6th riot at the Capitol, that the special counsel had somehow declined to charge the former president with incitement. Isn't that what they're trying to do right now? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Moving on. He mocked Smith's claim that Trump had created mistrust in the election, noting the left and the meat. Are you good? He's not good. You made me lose my place. Left the media had already showed mistrust uh, through rioting, censorship. <laughs> you gonna make it, Cam? I'm in pain. 
Do you want to read it? What the hell? No, no you're good. <clears throat> Keep going. Voting rule changes. The mistrust was always there. It wasn't Trump's doing. In addition, Pollock argued if false claims of election theft were federal crimes, the Department of Justice should have prosecuted Hillary Clinton, which we all know that, and other participants in selling the false Russia conclusion quotes, hoax to claim that Trump had stolen the 2016 election. That's it. Hey, he's not the only one that... How many presidents out there had said, oh, people that ran against the president and lost said that they got robbed? Oh, And they didn't go to jail? Why does Trump have to go to jail for saying that? You know, I don't understand that. He's a symbol. Hillary was one of them that said she was robbed. (laughs) There was quite a few other ones. I don't understand why they picking on him because he's open-minded oh uh, he's voiced he tells you what it is and how it is and alice should know more about it that's that lincoln lennon and luther disease they tell the truth they have to make you go sit down yeah <laughs> basically right <laughs> Ooh, except for in their their cases they had to lay down and get refrigerated <sighs> what <laughs> what <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> what do you want from me? <laughs> I mean, it just sounds like to me. It was a debate. <laughs> was it though? No, it just sounds like to me, it, it, as a full worldview, anything that is good or, or is anything, I don't want to say Trump is good, but he's got a lot of, he points to a lot of good things and has done a lot of good things, but let's just take Christianity or just loving Christ in general, right? It's the most hated thing now and like all of the, Every, every other religion's, religion is okay. Like, oh, yeah, we promote this. We'll promote that. No, it's all good. But when it comes to, like, Christianity or believing in God or what God says or what the Bible says, it's hated. So it just it reminds me a uh, correlation to, once again, he's not God, obviously, but he's trying to do good things in terrible ways sometimes, but he's trying to do good things, so why not attack him? I was going to say, you could even take it a step back further and just say even just basic family values are basically being tossed out the window nowadays. Yeah, absolutely. Or Destroyed. targeted to be taken out. When you got people trying to do good for other people, the left don't like that. They don't want you to help the people. They're against helping the people. They want to use the people. Mm-hmm. And um, when Trump came up there, he wanted to help the people. So... They 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 wasn't gonna assassinate him like they did um, Lincoln or George Washington or Kennedy. They were people that would help the people. They're and just when assassinating you got, his character. Yeah, at least they're trying. Yeah. yeah, those are people that help other people, and they wind up getting killed because the left didn't like what they were doing. Modern day bullet. Yeah, mm-hmm. losing control, right? Yep, they hate that. <laughs> the devil hates that, you know. So, right? Yeah, when you're he's the one at behind the, the scenes. The spirit of the devil having its tentacles all over the world. You know the yeah. the one true, um, you, you you know the source of why. You know, you know who you're making mad. You're taking that power back from an entity. Yeah. So yeah, that that spiritual warfare out all the time. Yep, it's a war against right? principalities. Forces uh, of darkness. The true holy war. Don't you got anything else to add to that? No. No question no, about no. Trump? You know, no, nothing about Trump. Color of his microphone when he's in prison? Or? I mean, 
I have the Trump colored microphone. You think it's going to be orange? Yeah, I think it's going to be. Okay. I, I really think it's going to be. I because I, I don't think the lighting is going to hit him great. To, so they're going to use a reflection off of an orange microphone to help uh, get the saturation. His up. Get his saturation <laughs> up. Uh, they, they got lotion for that. <laughs> a cream, maybe. I mean, uh, or some kind of. I don't know. I've watched enough prison YouTube videos that they could probably do something with some ramen, some bouillon cubes. Um, <laughs> they can make something happen, man. They could really work it. The wow. left. The left, they could do a lot. They, they're very crooked, and they could probably make him go to jail. You never know. He might wind up in jail in due time, and then again, he might get away with it. But you got to watch out the left. They're very, very dirty, and you don't know what they might come up with next. Well, he's only looking at, like, what, 576 years? Not a big deal. Not a big deal. He can survive it. Yeah, not a big deal. He's got enough money. He can, he, can, he can just freeze himself or something. <laughs> How are we looking on time, guys? Ten minutes. Still? We have ten. Oh, I got five hundred forty-six years. I'm fine. Right. Right. No big deal. Yeah. I've got yeah. an eternity. Yeah. So. You still got, you got four years you can serve. Just pick them. Like there's a lot of years in there. So mm-hmm. no, uh, you know I, I don't know. Um, I, I really don't see that as I mean a, something feasible. Yeah. You know, go in. I think he's gonna have to beat it. And you know, the problem is the more you throw at him, I understand they're throwing as much as they can. Because they need to, they need to land some kind of felony. They need to land something to where he can't run. Yeah, I get it. I understand the where they're where they're going with it, but they're they're gambling um, greatly because you give him notoriety and and honestly, the I've said this before, the the broadcast companies, the all the news companies, the social media companies, they love any any of this, all mm-hmm. of this, everything because the they generate yep. so much profit off of that name. Free advertisement. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, bad press. Uh, how many times have you ever looked at something you agreed with and clicked <laughs> on it? You know what I'm saying? Uh, maybe something you really loved or something that was going to add to your life. But when have you ever been like, that's a fact. I believe it. I think I'm going to click on that and read six paragraphs worth of something that I already agree with. Right. Yeah. That makes but, sense. But people yeah. are more outraged cells and um, something that's a provocative, that's provocative, a provocateur uh, such as Trump. Uh, is going to sell. It's going to sell clicks, and that's going to make money. And so if he falls out of favor, if he falls out of uh, the media loop, these companies lose money. So when he kind of disappeared and went silent for a while, then they kind of just had to twiddle their thumbs and then talk about Russia and things like that. They had to focus on something else that was provocative. Things that were actually important. And and then suddenly he comes back, and then it's like, all right, well, you know, we're going to hear about this, and it's going to be forced down our throats. They don't necessarily want him to go to prison because then it gets quiet again, Right. And then on the left, of course, they're trying to give him one felony. They just need to land a felony. If they can land anything at all that's a felony, they can keep him from, from quote-unquote, seizing power. Uh, however, again, if you fail to land that felony, you have now kept him in the news cycle for months and months and months and failed to keep him from being able to run and instead kept him in everyone's minds. Mm-hmm. And that... It's just a, a huge tip of the scales in either direction. Yeah. You either land it and you win, or you fail to land it and you absolutely lose. Yeah. Two-edged sword kind of thing. Yeah. And especially since they, they have also uh, a lot of the um, a, a lot of the politicians and things have already counted. Uh, a lot of the left politicians have already counted them out. So they started to try to tear down Vivek, and they've tried to tear down DeSantis and things like this. They're going, well, Trump's out of the way. We don't have to worry about Trump. We're good. 
So now let's go ahead and let's just, let's tear these guys down. So, you know, they don't have anything. Your focus is in the wrong area and you're probably, your, your blind spot's going to come back to, to kill you in that particular instance. Unfortunately, we can't get libertarians on the stage. <laughs> so we're stuck. Uh, we can't get those yellow flags, unfortunately. <laughs> Uh, so we have to kind of look at who has our values. and uh, a lot Wouldn't of it be great to have a candidate that was running as a sovereign candidate as a yellow, uh, not a red, blue. You've never seen one like me before. I'm sovereign. Why? What is that? Oh, I, I take it to my own house. I don't have an alumni that owns me. I'm not betrothed to no one. I'm not beholden to no one. I don't subjugate. I stay this way. Right? Wouldn't that be amazing? <laughs> and we can't get that. For some reason, um, you know, a Libertarian Party can't afford to put a – uh, can't put someone on the stage with the other two. Uh, we're allowed. We're allowed to talk until the stage goes national. Uh, so. Little league tryouts. That's great, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. We just give them a plastic kitchen. They're gonna think they're really cooking. You know? <laughs> oh, oh, that hurt. That hurt. That hurt the soul. Yeah. Hurt the soul a little bit there. It is a little gaslighting, don't you think, for all these prosecutors to chase after Trump, which is, you know, uh, for some of us, a really great president. And um, to go after him in such a way that he had in some way has, has molested the, the, you know, uh, the votes and, and, and what election and this and that. When, you know, the gaslighting event is, is, is so much these prosecutors absolutely just trying to get rid of a complete entity, a complete person. And so you're actually taking from Trump voters or from the rights of Americans, you know, the right to choose somebody for you to go in there and take away the somebody you too are getting involved in, you know, what we vote for and, 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 and uh, the process of how we get there. So, I mean, taking Trump out like that as a personal attack is you're just attacking Americans at the end of the day, you're attacking Americans. So once again, when we get around to a president election, when's the last time that we actually felt like we were voting for someone we really loved and cared about, you know, prior to Trump, and, and I would say it's been pretty quiet since the 60s. I mean, we really haven't been excited to pick a character. We've always, I think, as, I mean, I speak for myself, but I always feel like when it comes time to a president election, you just have to, like, there's two people. You're just, you're picking the toy box with the less cookies in it and the cookie crumbs and, you know, the, you know, the less stick. Lesser evil. It's really not a choice. It feels like a forced choice, and there's either one or two, not a third. Right. You know, and um, that's just, really, that's just tough and hard. And and to watch one side go after another and taking down real viable people with really good hearts, it's a great disjustice to all of us. We don't have the right, we can't, that's not going to be a choice for us because he's going to be in jail or he, they, they did get the felony to stick. And so. So you're saying we're. Headhunting, headhunting out of season. I just wonder if we're more excited about choosing Trump than Bill Clinton was about choosing his assistants. Mm -hmm. um, so <laughs> anyway. Uh, you know, I'm happy you brought the prosecutors, and I don't know if you you guys know about like um, uh, basically like prosecutors' discretion, right? So, uh, prosecutors' discretion is kind of is kind of dirty because uh, it takes prosecutors, and instead of it em it empowers them in a way in that instead of finding someone who's breaking the law and trying to prosecute them and get those to stick they are allowed to pick their own cases and pick their own people, right? So now it's it's literally, and they've had a lot of uh, retired prosecutors come out against this ability. So instead of a prosecutor being handed um, a docket and, and they're saying, okay, this is the person, they, they committed this crime, uh, investigate, let's get this to stick. Instead they go, hey, pick your person. 
And so they can go find somebody and then they can just keep pushing until something sticks rather than just finding someone who's broken the law and, and, ma- and making them uh, pay for that. So that is one of the biggest injustices of our, our actual justice system is that a prosecutor can just go all in on somebody and just pick a person and just browbeat them. And even if they can't get anything to stick, they can win that way. So yeah, um, that that is something that needs to be fixed, and I don't think it ever will be. Yep, it's craziness. But that's all the time that we do have today. We thank you for coming on Red Dirt Preacher Laney, right? Yes. Yeah, I'm good with that. Okay. So we got Louis Rodriguez, the man, the myth, the legend. Thank you for having me. Always, Louis. Always, always a blessing. We've got Mr. Alan McFarland. Hey, if you guys are watching this, make sure you go ahead and uh, like it, Get love it. it, share it. Get it. Go ahead and follow us on everything, uh, not just YouTube, but Facebook, Rumble, all those good places. And this is the part of the show where you make sure you go ahead and drop down in the box and comment, 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 because we like to know what you have to say. So hit that bell. Yes, hit the bell because they're not necessarily going to tell you just because you like us and subscribe. And I know you're subscribed, so that's why I didn't even say it this time. <laughs> next to him is Mr. Cameron Reed. Good to be back. Now I'll see you next time. Yep. See you next time. I've been your... End of the show guest host Sterling McAfee Allen. <laughs> Love to have you guys. Are we gonna are we gonna Perfect are we gonna producer. close out our, our guest here? Yeah. We're going we need to, to I'm have gonna, a prayer to close. No, we will. We will. I'm oh. just gonna let her her promote herself <laughs> at the end here. <laughs> if you got oh. anything else you want to say, Lainey, to to tell the viewers out there, and then we'll we'll go into a prayer. Yes, for one, I wanted to thank you, gentlemen, again, and Joshua who's not here, but I want to yes. thank you again for having me. Um, I appreciate it. Um, it was my pleasure. And I also want to tell the viewers that the porch, uh, the porch church, Christ conscious global church, the porch, we also host you guys. So we host faith and family politics. Every time they have an episode out, we put it on the porch so you can see it as well. And for anybody that was, um, understanding this message and, and, and ready to hoist yellow for a third choice, ready to be a part of that golden thread of humanity. And uh, you could follow the Porsche and I am revolution. So it's www.iamrevolution.com. And you could find gear like this, a lot like it. So um, hopefully we can bring um, humanity into unity. That's my hope anyway. So it, it's been my pleasure. Thank you. It was thank an you. honor to hear you talk. And um, thank, thank you. you I learned something today from you. Well, thank you, sir. You're welcome. All right. We'll have a prayer and we'll get out of here. We're going to have a, it'll be an outro. So we'll just get that. Okay. Uh, thank you, Lord, for this day. And thank you for just once again, this opportunity to be able to freely be able to worship you in, in a country that, yes, is turning away from you rather quickly, Lord, and is definitely not unified as has been spoken so many times tonight, Lord. Um, but we still have the opportunity to be able to bring this message and, and have it be able to reach other people and, and hope and pray that you will work through it and you will be able to plant those seeds so that others will come to know you lord in a very very personal way in a relationship and not a religion and not uh, an outward thing lord it's so it's so much an, an inward thing that it's it's so wonderful once people get it lord and we pray that this will touch as many as possible lord we want to thank you for our guests we want to thank you for everyone that is in the studio right now is helping lord won't you just ask that you will bless their lives uh help them get in a closer walk with you, Lord, through this message, through through uh, camaraderie and companionship, Lord, and fellowship. I love you so much. Thank you again for everything that you have done, are doing, and will do in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen.
Amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. It was great to go. It was great to come together, make Jesus famous one more time. So every day. Absolutely.